Go Loud presents Read the Room. Do you know what happened? We talked about it last week about casting, okay? Different oh, things. Yeah. I got a casting, so I'm on Spotlight. So as an actor, you have to be on Spotlight. You get all these breakdowns. Uh, listen to what I've just received this morning. And uh, I was in town earlier. I texted you to see where you're around. I was in Stephen's Green. The reason I was in Stephen's Green was this. So this is the breakdown that I got. Older man or woman <laughs> must use a mobility scooter. <laughs> <laughs> Just, and so what I did, lads, I went And even in. your gender, what didn't matter. I know, it's like, exactly. Older yeah, man just, slash woman, or woman, anything. You know, it's just like, you, Paddy, you've got bitch tits, so... <laughs> <laughs> Paddy Courtney and you're listening to Read The Room. This is a podcast where we pull apart the people, the scenarios, the companies and the stories of the week where somebody through either dumb luck or just being a dose failed to do just that. And Paddy, now the restrictions have been lifted, oh, yeah. we've been wondering, have we forgotten how to act oh, in public? Stop. Now it's not surprising, you've had two <laughs> years of a pandemic, yeah. social distancing, bars being closed, uh-huh. isolation, cocooning, so it's not surprising we may have forgotten how to act. But what are the pitfalls of reintegration into society? Uh, well, one of them is you have to wear trousers now. And I, I apologise in advance for not having my I'm today. used to that. So yeah, so do, does that mean I get to uh, have just a little rant? Just don't stand up, please. please. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, I'm just hitting off the microphone with my... Non-trouserness. Uh, so, does that mean I get to uh, rant about the mouth breathers out there? Yes, Paddy, absolutely does. Okay, nice. So, this week, we're talking about the people... Why do you always the... pretend your penis is flopping around? <laughs> <laughs> Because we grew up on Podge and Raj with Podge and Raj and everything was penile or everything penal. Everything was a penis yeah, or a boob gag. But do you remember? Every opportunity. <laughs> but not only that, like... I so did, juvenile. Was it the second show, the first or second show, we did live shows with Podge and Raj. Oh uh, my God, Street. yeah. And on one of them, so I had to fun. sit on a giant penis <laughs> as it spurted foam out into the audience of Vicar Street at the end of the show. And people stood there and lapped it up like the highlight of my career. It was, it was wet confetti. It, <laughs> And it was just people were walking out of the streets like to clean up as well. And and Vicker Street said, "You know what? You're gonna have to pay for extra cleaning." It's like story of my life, <laughs> story of my life, lads. Okay, right. So that's do you actually do you remember we rehearsed that scene? There was two cock cannons, and yes, it was our big a, a finale. Cock cannon. Okay, that was <laughs> part of your job. Was to, was this, operate I to mount them. a cock cannon and jizz on the audience <laughs> as, a, as thanks but we had to find somewhere to rehearse and we couldn't find a hole big enough because we rehearsed in a small function in a hotel for our lines where did we and go we, we rented a parish hall behind a church <laughs> out in Tarf. Tarf. <laughs> and the, um, the the parish secretary said it's not a problem but obviously just don't let people see your props she didn't know what the props were she, we don't people think we're doing kind of entertainment shows here and we turned up early for our rehearsal we had the keys to the parish hall and a funeral arrived. Do you remember? Oh no, I don't remember the funeral. Oh no. <laughs> and we were getting the, we were moving the giant cock cannons from the parish hall into our <laughs> And the next thing, the hearse and the family cars pull up. And I went, lads, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, get the cannons out of you. We had to turn them back and get them into the hall because we couldn't have got them into the car in time. But, it won't oh fit, god. it won't fit. Oh my God. But that, So six people carrying a coffin and then behind them, six people carrying a cock ca- now, cannon. Now, the family, they may remember it, if anyone doesn't, the family did see. 
and they wow. burst out laughing. Oh, good, good. So I hope I gave them some It's what he would have wanted. No pun intended. <laughs> he would have wanted a cock cannon that huge. Anyway. So here we go. So, yeah, so, so basically it's something well, like that. Well, that's acting dreadfully in public. It was... Um, I think it was quite appropriate, really. Um, I think you it know, was. But anyway, was that was uh, you know, you behaving noticed? badly in public. Yeah. But I think a lot of people who already did behave badly in public, people who just didn't have, they were socially inept, didn't have great etiquette, they have become far worse. And then there's a whole lot of people. I was talking to somebody whose uh, son is, is, was 18 at the start of the pandemic, and he said, you know, he turned 18 the April after the lockdown. So he said he really couldn't even legally drink before lockdown. And now the last two years has gone by. He said these are times when he should have been moving away from home, like he did his leaving cert and you would have been getting a job or going to college. And that stuff's been taken from them. So you have a generation of kids who are now 20, 21 who've missed out on those, you know, a couple of years of drinking legally, the walk of shame. Well, some, that's what some, I did at that <laughs> But we knew, exactly, but it hardens you, it toughens you in yeah. some way. Like, but I heard, I, I didn't realise that. I didn't stop. I, did, I didn't realise that till somebody told me that her, um, a, a, a lad I know, that his girlfriend, same thing, 18 and then 19, 20, that she felt claustrophobic in a yeah. pub and a bit freaked out. And I was there going, well, it's only a pub, that's what you're supposed to do. And I only realised that she turned 18 at the yeah. start and those two years missing out of learning how to work it in a pub and how to deal with all this amount of people around and I'm like oh the poor girl so there's those social anxieties that we don't realise that yeah, exactly. will manifest itself down the line and will blow into something that yeah like someone like me in my 40s and you who are like hitting 70 now hello <laughs> where's my mobility scooter <laughs> yeah we had all those good times and I, you know, I would I, say they're all good I, times I, now you know chuck a block very, in a pub and go very bad times excuse very me very bad times but at least we had them and I mean I'll be honest I don't miss them that much I, I miss a bit of socialising but I could happily I you know I found the first when I got used to lockdown there was I hate to say it there was a kind of weird comfort to it Yeah, I think some people found that and I'll be honest I was in a pub for the first time since well not since lockdown but a couple of weeks ago and I found it a bit much because oh. you're not used to it but go excuse me hand on your shoulder and All excuse right. me go, whoa what don't don't stand so close oh, and do you know what I yeah, found I out that know. there's just... people that I used to nod to in a pub see I love I, I avoided the pub for years post stand up so I stopped doing stand up in 2011 and the pub the smell of a bar would always remind me of the nerves of having to go on oh stage oh my god and I just have that kind of like oh I don't want to do this I'm like I'm scared I'm nervous oh Jesus I don't Guinness do this Guinness farts trigger so warning all that all yeah. that kind of stuff or the sticky carpet and that mm. kind of stuff whereas now it took me a few years to enjoy being in the pub again and I do love the pub and I did it was one of the things that I missed and we have a great pub out in the village Gibneys um, Malahide that I really love but there was people that used to just nod to you you know before and just kind of like, get a hello and now they're all right up in your grill and I got a hug really? from someone that I never spoke to before it's kind of like, isn't it great to be back and I'm like no not if you're going to be hugging me and kind of that, that nasal breathing <laughs> it's great to be back isn't it and I was like going, we didn't like you know and what do you say sorry yeah. we didn't know each other before oh, so know, what's I with the hugging I, I find the opposite no one wants to come near me what, <laughs> right. why, why is that but you're more of a street drinker aren't you you're down the canal with <laughs> all your mates <laughs> yeah bag of cans by the lock get locked by the lock so it's, it's that kind of thing that um, but see now I find people who would have hugged you say oh I don't know are we hugging now oh I don't know and I go no we're not okay but no, that's good not. though has it filtered out because I am like I'm H-U G positive. I'm. Uh, I love hugging. I do. I love hugging. And but oh, like someone was telling me about the like. So I need to check myself. Am I, am I Mister Inappropriate? Hugger, like you know, at the bus stop. Hey, what time's forty two? <laughs> Come here, stop hugging me. Come here, <laughs> yeah. Father O'Malley. Like it's a just poor old Father O'Malley. <laughs> He's everywhere. He's a repeat character on this podcast, uh, isn't he? Well, we need to meet him. Well, I was so. on a bus yesterday with my son. Went up to the top deck and uh, sat at the front, trying to drive the bus as you do. And a couple got on, and they there was no one else on the top deck. 
at all. And they came and sat in the row behind us. What? And then, then we're loudly calling three mobile to top up their uh, accounts. I was like, what? That- so, what, the, what the- now, I did that years ago as a joke. There was a bloke sitting up on the top deck of the bus going into town. And I walked upstairs and looked around, looked left and looked right. And he was the only person on the bus. So I went and I sat beside him. Ah, Paddy. <laughs> and I just, like, it was for a second. And, like, and I could tell, like, it fe- he said nothing, but you could feel him wince and kind of, like, you know, just tense up. And I went, like, sorry, dude, I'm only messing, I'm only messing. And he just burst out laughing. And he got it, like, But, like, what is with the... Well, that's like, you know, you know the, right the, the, you? the men's toilet etiquette, isn't there? With all the urinals, if there's four, and you go oh, yeah. in, someone's at the second one, you don't go down beside them, you... you not that I've ever used a men's urinal, just. <laughs> but there is. But I'm aware there must be okay, an etiquette around. I never thought it. about that, but that is. Come on, make your up. make your own zipping joke. Hey, oh no, I I've made it for you. I need to go into the cubicle because it's too big. You know what I mean? Like it's just I don't have a license for this yet. But there is that if someone is standing too close to you. Now that was that's like that has happened down through the years. It doesn't necessarily mean in a pub. You kind of go. Sorry. I'm going to the Jacks now. Yeah, I'll follow you. In. <laughs> No, but I don't know. If you do, it is weird if you're standing at a cubicle and there are in a urinal and there's five of them free and then someone decides to just stand right beside you. Yeah, very odd. And then chat. Oh, I don't mind. Just go for a wee. But don't, hey, <laughs> how's things? Hey, go on, just let us... Just let me finish. <laughs> so but anyway, and you and I both love the cinema. Love the cinema. Love the cinema. Love the cinema. And I go... It's funny because I was talking to another mum in the school who has not brought their child to cinema yet and our That's kids are abuse. six. I know. And she said, oh, God, no, like he wouldn't sit still for the two hours. I said, well, have you tried? Try it, yeah. Tom, I brought Tom, I bought him first when he was eight weeks old to one of the, they had these mum and baby screens where they're adult movies, not adult movies. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Back to the Dutch section. Come on, Tom, look at the screen. Um, you will have to put a, put the blinkers on your baby, please. This um, is how mummy made Tom. <laughs> Jesus. Not adult, I mean movies for, for adults, adults yeah. to enjoy rather than kids' movies. But they have... They leave the lights on a little bit brighter and they turn the sound down a little oh, bit. So right. it's for they're on in the morning times That's for great. mom for mums like me. Are they worth it? Are they good? Oh yeah. Okay. Well, it, it was I was in London at the time, so it was luck of the draw. The first one I went to see was Kung Fu Panda Three. I had not seen one nor two, and I said to the guy, "Is this not like the?" He goes, "Yeah, it was just the luck of the draw." And I said, "Do I need to have seen?" He goes, "I think you'll follow the narrative. It's pretty <laughs> yeah. self-explanatory. It's now? a panda that's kung fu. It's like I don't care. I want my popcorn, my diet coke. I just want that two hours Amazing. of quiet." And so I would just go every week with him and bring him in his little car seat, and he would sleep and the noise would anyway so I brought him to his first film when he was two Secret Life of Pets nice I think it was yeah. and uh, he sat through the whole thing was Brilliant. mesmerized so he's, he's been to Cinemites well over a hundred times and we go afternoons it's really quiet now the only thing is he <laughs> I kind of made a joke that I'd booked the cinema out I didn't realise that he, then, he's, he was only four obviously he thought that I don't <laughs> lie to him so when we go now and he goes mom what's that man doing here what's that man this is our cinema oh my god what was that man doing there? Oh, sorry. No, okay, right. Just a man. I brought a, a, a nephew of mine to the cinema. I, I don't I don't have kids, so I don't know how to act with kids and sort of look after them through the cinema. And it was a 3D version of Arthur's Christmas, that movie from Ooh. a few years ago. And so, like, being good Uncle Paddy, I just loaded up with chocolate and sweets and yeah. Fanta and Skittles and everything that would Crips kind of like, you know, well, Crips and chocolate. Uh, loaded them up with all that and um, put on your glasses, watch the cinema. And I'm having a great time and he's fidgeting in his seat. I'm going, what the fuck, are you enjoying it or not? Like, what's going on? I said, you're taking your glasses off. Put your glasses, force his glasses back on. Like, And so I was weird because I wear specs anyway. So I'm putting, trying to put 3D glasses on top of my glasses already. And I'm putting his glasses back on. And only at the end of the movie, like, I loved it outside of the interruptions. I said, uh, did you enjoy that? That was a great movie and it was a really good story of St. Nick. And he goes, I, I couldn't see it. 
And I was like, oh, no. but did you have your glasses on? And I didn't realise. Is he colourblind? No. He fucking smudged his glasses with the oh, chocolate and Maltesers man. and sweets and that. <laughs> no. And I was forcing him to put on these glasses now. And he goes, I couldn't see the sin. I go, sorry, dude. Really sorry. But now, now you know what it's like to be Uncle Paddy. Uncle Paddy, that's what I see every day. Big he knows what it's like now to walk home drunk at 4am. <laughs> but I do love the cinema. And what I noticed then, that I was so lucky. The one I went to see recently uh, was The Batman. Nobody in it. Just yeah. me. I love those days. So you've got to find the if right moment. If you can moment. go in the afternoon, I'm not sure I could ever go. Oh, correct. That's a that's a correct answer. Oh. Well done, Maya. I did not um, turn the sound down on my phone before starting. <laughs> I totally lost my train. I'm not sure I could ever go to a busy cinema again. No, because What's I've now it? started to go in the afternoons and. I've... I've turned into cranky old Paddy now giving out earlier on but like if there are people talking to cinema and I get it you're at home and people are getting used to watching Netflix at home and taking out a phone and texting someone but I was at the cinema and the person in front of me oh, come three on. people had the phone out so it was that you're naturally drawn to that light and kind of like a moth and go look at the light and there was she was just scrolling through Instagram what? Just scrolling through like you know you're at the fucking cinema cinema etiquette's always been kind of shoddy <sighs> but I think lockdown has made it far worse because so like you say people, people are to get back out completely again. used to and I'm guilty of it too because I go and see kids films some of them are absolute shit and I'll get my phone out and check my emails and my son will go Mummy, no phones, please. Good and now I go, phone. no, you know what? He's right. Yeah. And said, there's no one behind us. It's not about disturbing anybody else. Yeah. So I put it away and I go, no, for this, unless you're waiting for something important, for this two hours, we're just in the sure. cinema. But it's the same at home, though. And I think they call it, it's not two screen technology, it's two screen. One cup. Two screens, one cup. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very niche YouTube video. Oh my god! I'm sure you that's, when, that was that went viral. Two girls, one cup. Literally viral. Yeah, because um, like it's just those girls are probably dead now. There's no way. Like I remember I would say they're multi But then what happened was for years. If, if nobody's seen this, Maya, over to you. Explain oh. what was going on. Just in case, because I'm sure, I'm sure there are people two, that have never heard of this before. Two girls, one cup. Yeah. Um, oh, you know what? I can't get, even quite remember what the content of it well, was. Well, well, what uh, happened was was going around was the the, the videos of people reacting. Oh, that to, was it. That was it. It was a really filthy video yeah. of two girls and a sexual act and one cup. The cup, yeah, yeah. Um, Drinking and eating poo out of a cup. Oh, that was it. Yeah. I actually forgot what it was. Yeah, well, I've I've it's gone like, to counselling, serious that. amount of counselling to get rid of that. Like, oh, and now it's back God. again. Yeah, so, no, yeah. we watched that in the office one day. I do remember. But, but then, then there people's was, reactions. Yeah, to so it. people were filming people watching two girls, yeah. one cup, and it's just kind of vomiting and just kind of. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So the the thing with the screens at home is not too. No, it's not. Girls, Two screens. I don't, but we've got used to, we're so distractible now. You're watching a TV show, you have your phone out and you look for the hashtag to see what people are saying, especially if it's live TV or something like um, a Big Brother reality type show or X Factor where you're going, what's happening now? What do other people think about this? But you're not enjoying the show. Yeah. And it actually, it's, apparently it's very bad for our brains because it stops us focusing on one thing. And relationships. I'd imagine, I think that like, did I read somewhere that there is that like, people going absolutely fucking berserk because a phone is out. Going, are you not watching this with me? Like, be present. Like, what, you, yeah. what, what are you doing? What, who are you on the phone? To? I said, I'm not on the phone. It's just, it's the, uh, I'm looking at the hashtag of the show. Now, I, I don't mind for reality shows, kind of shit, that you need to draw your attention away from them. But if you're watching a drama yeah. or a feature film, you don't put out I have a huge issue of people having phones at a table for you know, having dinner. If you're having dinner with a partner and you have the phone out, no. That's... Kind of I, just, deal, I just need deal. to check see is Arthur, how United they're doing against you just know how United they're doing <laughs> no. like that oh, but immediately as well you arrive to a restaurant and this is all the education the re-education this has happened before though hasn't it before lockdown so maybe have we decided to put our phones away or are we pulling out our phones again putting them out in front of us to kind of go I don't think at? the phones have changed at all 
But what has changed then? Um, like the phones are, are even more I think more the desperation to get out and go to gigs. I was at Alan Partridge last week. Did you go to yeah, it? Yeah. How, well, how was it? The it was brilliant. You know, it, it was him... You could say he was ringing it in uh, a bit at the time, but he was playing the old. See, if you're a fan hits, of like, Partridge, you know what? he and never lets you down. Yeah, and, and I'm it a was fan. bang after bang. Um, Martin came on, uh, the Irish fellow from Sligo, and he talked to him uh, on a big screen. And it was just amazing. It was my first time in the point since, you know, all, all this madness happened. And to see those amount, I, I don't know what the point fills, eight, ten thousand 10,000 people or something like that. Like, and to see the amount of people and the noise and the laughter, it was just like, I, I loved it. I loved really? it. And it was yeah, that would go through me a bit. Really? Mm. Oh, I just, I kind of miss crowds. I think the truth it, is, that. I was never great with crowds. All and right. I wondered, is it because I went small? Because like, I was always tiny and I didn't get much bigger. Because I never liked gigs as a kid. You always either had to sit, go at the back or you just get squashed and you couldn't see anything. And, like, I'm not claustrophobic. I'm just, I'm not crazy about being in massive yeah, crowds. I, I, I get that as well. I think, I, well, maybe this is what's changed with me. I think the lockdown has made me appreciate and love crowds more. So I've gone the other way. Whereas, and this is weird for someone who stood on stage for years, kind yeah. of like, you know, pay attention to me. But I was on my own on stage. I never felt part of the crowd, if you know yeah. what I mean. So you're talking at them rather than being in them. But I do, I'm, I've just signed up to loads of gigs and going to every theatre show that I can go. And the That's summer of festivals, I'm looking forward to all that as well. Enjoy Chemical your super spreader events. Because <laughs> <laughs> there there's still a whole lot of people who are very, very nervous. Understandably. Yeah, I get that. And, and, you can and be we in a should be respectful and I am well, like, like yeah. I was in the supermarket at the till and I was going to load my shopping up and uh, there's nothing rude about that there's nothing rude about that I could why see why did my face see, say rudeness I could All right, see okay. I said load my shopping up you're going Whoa, <laughs> I'll load your shopping up Paddy. for you <laughs> I'll fill your no, basket. Okay, L- listeners, I fucking said nothing. She brought all that. No, she she I could bed see, line, punch I could line, hear the whole your brain line. Ticking, okay, see your on, eyes going, tell me about ah, your loading your shopping And the up. lady in front of me turned around and looked quite anxious with a mask on, I had my mask on too, and just said, oh, sorry, would you mind standing back? And I said, oh, God, sorry, nice yeah, one. absolutely. But she said it politely and I reacted politely because there's still people going, fuck off and yeah. get over yourself. Sheeple. So, yeah, sheeple. That's my favourite one. So I said to her, I apologise, apologise, and I just stepped back because I don't know what her story is. And there's still a lot of that, which is not particularly pleasant, yeah. but we have to kind of be mindful of that too. There is. But even during it, there was people in supermarkets that were all like up on your back and just like, you know. Oh, I know. Can, the can I just get point. the sweet corn there behind you? This is not in my pocket. <laughs> get off my back. It just... But I'd say you saw a lot of bad behaviour doing stand-up too in theatres. Oh man. Do you know, I, I got out of comedy around the time cocaine started coming into comedy clubs. And I would always... I, Jesus, I that's don't, weirdly specific. No, well, i tell you what it was. Like, like, not that I'm an advocate for drugs, but like anybody who was stoned, like with weed, or like, you know, watching these people, they would laugh at anything. And you could tell the pockets... <laughs> Which is great for you. you, you could, oh yeah, I needed that. Like, you know, just, I'm not big with crowds because I never got them at my shows. Um, i looking out into the audience and you could tell those bunches of people even arriving in. And I'd always scour the room because I'd be, I'd be host or MC quite a lot, looking around the room, seeing like, you know, there's the stoners, there's the because there's the hen party there's the and you're, you're kind of picking them out so you'd have a go you yeah. know who was there in the audience but you could tell the stoners and they were the crack the least and then you try and Easy drop pickings. in a, a few surreal things just to play to them but then I noticed then towards the end what I left in 2011 so 28, 29 oh it's off the 2008 when the, the, the crash happened and yeah. people still were mad into their cocaine cocaine drifting into comedy clubs 
didn't help, wasn't conducive to comedy. No. Because all you're thinking about on cocaine is, where's the next line? Who's got the bag? Are we going out to the jacks? You're not paying attention to the person on stage. And what happens then, if you miss the feed line or the run up to the, the punch line, you've missed it. Yeah. And then they start talking. There's all yap, 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 yap. And then it got to a stage where I was so pissed off that I would, because I was up on stage all the time, watching a comic do their thing, I'm watching the people run to the jacks and back again. By the time I arrived on stage to host the show again, I'd start calling them out. And I'd say to the security, watch this guy here going into the jacks. He didn't go to the jacks. He's back out in two minutes time again. I've got the security to turf them out. And I just went, I can't be crowd control and try to be full of stage. Oh God, I'm so naive. I just always wondered what was wrong with people's bladders. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that you need to bring in four of your mates at the same time. poor fella. Stand beside when Joanne McNally was talking about not cocaine about people going to the toilet during a show and she, she banned it at one of her shows she was like go to the loo beforehand like it's only going to be an hour till the interval ever just do it and it's a fair point people getting up and going excuse me excuse me yeah. excuse me oh I'd pull but the piss never, out of them I never that's, thought that about was my the, uh, routine like that but I was in again this is Podge and Raj <clears throat> here's another thing cocaine and the, like how prevalent cocaine was on people's minds so I did so I used to do the warm up for Podge and Raj on you telly did? and for the live shows we did in Vicar Street Couldn't so get I, had, I had done my bit at the start so I'd open the show do 20 minutes we do a short break and then we do the full hour and a half then afterwards and I was in there and it was a great thing about Podge and Raj I could do my greatest hits you know Night uh, after there. night Bang after night Like the lad like Podge and Raj and you could do my set by the end of the run and it was that and basically it was over 15 years of material built up and honed into All 20 minutes stuff. and bang great. bang bang had the crack with the audience in the jacks I'm in the jacks in the cubicle and I could hear two fellas talking outside and go, geez, your man Paddy's great crack isn't he? And I said like, oh yeah, he's hilarious like that I'd say he's off his bicky on cocaine all the time like that. First of all, I'm in the cubicle trying to be, have a quiet, sneaky poo. And I'm like, that, like what? What's? And I couldn't say anything. I started going, ah, oh, yeah, sure. I was at a party with him, like mad blokes, and you know, off his bicky on the cocaine. And I started going, what the fuck? And I started going, hang on a second. And I'm trying to pull up my jocks, open the door, and go, what the fuck are you saying? And he's standing there going, I'm only messing. I said, but you just told that guy we did coke at a party. We didn't. That's I've never mad. met you. I've never done cocaine with you. I've never been a part. You cannot say that. They're going, yeah, but only buzzing. Like, you know, just having the crack like you were on stage. But that's on Jesus. stage. If that guy was a journalist or if that guy was a oh, copper, I like, I should be arrested now for that. Like, so that, I just went, now, excuse me while I go and flush this chain. <laughs> I just, like, I went like, this is just ridiculous. Well, show you so, how small Dublin is. Had this, to get off stage this then. absolute nutcase. Um, I did not do cocaine. Was pretending. By the way. No, Paddy did not. I can vouch for that. That night, um, we were hammered <laughs> that most yeah. nights. I'll give you that. <clears throat> my uh, my ex boyfriend was at a party with this fucking weirdo who was telling people that he used to go out with me, not knowing that the guy I was talking to was my ex boyfriend. Oh, I only no. I only actually have one long term ex boyfriend, oh, and he was boring. a fella who tried it on at my friend's wedding, <sighs> and so I had met him. And uh, so my ex-boyfriend just texted me and he went, there's this guy here. And he said, and I know he's not your type. And also it would have been a crossover when we were going out. I was like, whoa. Father O'Malley. And I was in town. So I was like, hang on there. I'll be there in five minutes. Because I I was one of those moods. And you know me, I'm not confrontational. I was like, no, fuck this. So I walked around. They were in, um, they were in Coppinger Row. So I walked around and I went, oh, hi. Brilliant. And the colour drained from his face. And it was just. Did you I, call it out? Did you no, say? Oh yeah, like, I was yeah. having a bad week, and I took everything out in that yeah. poor prick. But like, how do like Walter Mitty type? I know. So there's someone. Go, I went out with my Dunphy. Here's some fucking Scoby in a Jackson Vicar Street saying yeah. I did cocaine at a party last week. Like it just. So does that still happen? Have we weeded out those people? I don't. They, I don't think we have. I mean, just 
If you've ever, there was a girl, God, a girl talking about some fella sitting beside her on the train and putting his hand down his pants. And <laughs> <clears throat> we've all, unfortunately, we've all got those stories. The old wank on a train. Not done, obviously. <laughs> It's like the, you kind of looked and winked at me there when you said that. Like, I've never had a wank on a train. I, I hope you haven't. The, uh, well, not beside anyone. But like, it's just... Working, working title for Samuel L. Jackson's I, film. No, let's go with snakes. Let's go with snakes on a train, Samuel. Snakes. I do remember I was in a train in France going from Cognac to Jarnac, which is the next town over. Lovely and there was nobody I was working there. There was right. nobody else in the carriage. This man came, sat behind me. And the seat back was oh, obviously yeah. up to my head. And I thought, oh God, I could hear the noise of... Oh. And I said, please God, <laughs> let him be eating a giant marshmallow, please. <laughs> please. <clears throat> I thought, I'm just going to get up and move. But often that's the reaction they want. I was only 18 years old. It was awful. He Jesus. was a reader. He was not eating a giant marshmallow. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So did he wait to see... Like, see this is the thing. So- did he get a reaction though? Like so- I, I know, it's obviously, it's it's awful. And I reported him when I got off the, uh, the train. Um... But and the, the, other, the, only, the only other time wasn't on a train. It was on the uh, on the night link upstairs. Oh, oh come on, up top yeah. deck of the night link though. Like uh, all bets were off. Yeah. Well, anything goes except that, lads. Like, yeah, get <laughs> bet into your boyfriend or your girlfriend, or whatever. But don't be kind of going that. Well, I didn't score tonight, so off we go. <laughs> <laughs> But most of it, I think, is, you know, from, and I shouldn't joke because obviously it's predatory behaviour and it's horrific. But a lot of it's to get reactions. A bit like flashers, like a flasher. Do we still have flashers? No, I think I they know. just send dick pics now, don't they? Like, <laughs> they this? Yeah, yeah that's what it is. Which flashers is like- are never, statistically apparently, are not people who are going to actually assault a woman. They just want a reaction. Have you ever been flashed? W- yeah, I have actually, which is why they tend to target schoolgirls because <gasps> they want to get a reaction, which they would tend not to get from one mind. Going, For fuck's sake, fella, put it away. I've seen <laughs> Seen better in the zoo, mate. Come on. <laughs> Excuse me, miss. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a classic put down. So I remember we used to get the train home from school and there was a couple of flashes that would occasionally jump out. And again, we'd all go, ah, God! And that's the reaction they want. But I do remember Jesus about 10 Christ. years ago, so I was already a grown-up in my mid-30s, and I used to walk up the canal to... Oh, well, you're not going to make a joke. No, I'm not. I used to walk up the canal and up back the down. Canal. <laughs> <laughs> no, is that what you're after, Maya? Just get on with your story. Sorry, no, I'm actually, I'm, yeah, I'm kind of horrified I think here. from a distance, I probably looked younger. Because I'm distance. quite petite, yeah. yeah. And then after 20 yards, like, fucking hell, no, she's not a schoolgirl. And this guy jumped out from a tree in the canal. But he jumped out with his dresses already pulled down. So oh, he's no. kind of shuffling, opened the coat. And I was like, mate, seriously. And he's like, oh, sorry, sorry, oh, sorry. No. Oh. And shuffled <laughs> off, nearly tripped over his pants. And I remember thinking, what will I do? What? And I said, no, I will report him. Good on you. I will, because, you know, if if it was a bunch of schoolgirls, that's kind of trauma. apologetic flasher. Apologetic I wonder, or was, was I he wonder, apologising was he... for what I was seeing? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry for The point everything. is, he didn't get there. Anyway, I'm not making light of it, Jesus obviously. Jesus Christ. But like no, just... years ago, we used, it was used big, to be like you heard about them. of flashes. Yeah, yeah, but you're right. They're probably all now just slipping into people's DMs. Do you know what I did? I've got to say, I've met a fan the weekend. I was away and uh, I was down in... You met a fan? Of you. What? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. God. Well, yeah. This just in. Uh, I've got a There's shout one. out to her There's name is one. Laura from Lyrath. Um, do you know that place down in Kilkenny? Yes. I think they go for the PPI awards down there, or used to anyway. So I was there. I had my fourth ever massage um, the weekend. Of the God. day. Uh, no, no <laughs> geez, I wish. Like, I just like, and I just thought, I'm. Oh, I love a massage. Well, well I'm going to get a lot. Like, coming away from it, I'm going to get this every weekend. It just, yeah. like, I don't know who. Excuse Treat me. Treat yourself. So Harry. this is the kind of post lockdown thing that I'm like, I think I'm trying stuff that I didn't do beforehand. So out in the crowds, go and get a massage because the first 
massage I ever got. I I have to tell this story and I tell this story and it was reminded was like it in I, Thailand. I told this story to Dara O'Brien years ago and I never I never told it on stage, but I kind of um the masseuse Laura, who's a big fan of yours, um, or it's a therapist, sorry, um, big fan of yours, told me that Dara has told this on stage. <gasps> so when we met Dara, remember we came through here the yes. first few weeks of doing yeah. the podcast. We met Dara I hope downstairs. He credits you for the joke now, and he said, "Don't I hope do a joke with Squally on it." Yeah. Um, so I do. Uh, I did. Uh, so this happened to me, and I, I, I have to tell the people this. I said, like, because of what happened, Laura knew about the story. So Dara has told the story. I don't think you've known the story. So this is when I started doing comedy many, many years ago. I think it was 1997 was my first year doing comedy. I don't think I know this story. Well, what happened was I, I, I had to write this out just to remind myself <laughs> what was going on. OK, it was my first ever comedy tour, OK? Uh, it was with the... Uh, great and uh, late Sean Locke the amazing Sean Locke I was working as an accountant for EMI Records at the time and so I was given a two week tour of Ireland with Sean Locke and I went to them in EMI and said lads I need time off and they were amazing about it and said listen we're in the business of show so off you go and do your tour so after a week or so of this uh, gruelling tour a gruelling tour stand up is not gruelling at all it is great crack and we ended up in uh, Cork and it was in a hotel in Cork and the tour manager said listen um, we've had a great week uh, we're off tonight he said just recharge the batteries you know hang out we're going to be downstairs for pints later on but just order anything you want from room service and I think yeah 7 or 8 o'clock in, at night this is great I looked through the I'd never really stayed in hotels at this age 1997 kind of first time out in the world and I went like oh god this amazing room service look at all these sandwiches look at all this booze look at all that oh oh a massage you can get a massage. Did not know you could do this. So I said, uh, rang downstairs to reception, said, Aya, can I um, get a massage? Sorry, but the uh, the spa is closed. So, but we do have a service. We can send a masseuse up to your room. And I'm like, this is amazing. Oh, good so God. they brought up God, the masseuse up to the room. And of course, like the panic was, oh my God, I'm, like, I'm never in a hotel with anybody. Who's this person? She arrived in, everything was lowly, everything was normal, set up at the massage table and said, just up you get the table and start massaging. And I'm thinking... I have the best life in the world. <laughs> Living my absolute best life. I work for a great company, EMI Records. They've given me time away to do my first ever stand-up tour with Sean Locke, learning so much from Sean, the amazing Sean. And here I am getting massage. Touched by a seven, stranger in seven my hotel room. Well, no problem with that. Seven o'clock in the evening, getting a massage. And I'm thinking this like, oh my God, it's seven o'clock in the evening. Like, I wonder, has she got another job the way I have uh, in EMI? So, I have this problem that I start conversations with people in my head and I only get audible three or four sentences in. <laughs> and I said, the first thing she heard out of my mouth other than grunts of approval for the massage was, do you do anything else? <laughs> <laughs> and I was there going, no, no. And I panicked. What I meant to say was like, do you do, like, have you got another job the way I've got oh another God. job? And I doubled down and as she started, she started moving towards the door of the hotel to leave the, the panic. And what I meant to say was, oh no, I mean another job. But what I said and said was, uh, no, no, I mean for money. <laughs> <laughs> it took me almost 18 years to get another massage she left the manager came up then we had to explain everything that was going on I was like sorry but I'm a fucking idiot I did not read the room so yeah so oh, Laura heard that so I don't know if Dara's telling that on stage or not so well, that 
actually happened to you me. You are one of the reasons why they don't allow in-room massages anymore. Oh my God, I just never I'm sure they don't thing. allow that, not no. because of you, but I'm sure they don't let girls it go up to men's rooms anymore. Can't be. I was a boy. Oh, Paddy. A boy at the time. I was so is... nervous, boy. So yeah, that was so... Dara, if you're telling that, thank you for reminding me to tell that story. And that Laura and Lyra, th- thank you for reminding me of that as well. So yeah. So, th- so they're the things that have changed <laughs> since lockdown. I am now happy to go out in crowds again. I'm happy to get massages again. So bring it on. <laughs> Right, let's wrap up the show. That's it for this week. Paddy, I'm off to flash the ducks in Stephen's Green. You're off for a rub and a tug, I presume. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> so if you like what you've heard, please make sure to subscribe to the show and tell your friends to check us out too. If you fancy leaving us a review, a nice one. Go on, that'll help read the room, get up the charts. We all want to be taken up the charts, don't we? So uh, leave a good review for us. Thank you very much. And don't forget, we love hearing from you. Yes. So if you're in need of our advice or just want to get in touch, let us know at readtheroom at goloudnow.com or find me on Twitter at Maya Dunphy. And I'm at Paddy C. Courtney. We'll be back next week, unless we're cancelled. What does the C stand for this week? Community. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to be talking about this week for C. I don't know. Charitable. I don't know. Just I feel like saying crotch, but I don't know why. Well, you brought it up. Let's say the C this week is brought to you by crotch. Bye. Read the Room is recorded, created and hosted by Paddy and Maya and produced by the team at Go Loud Studios. They'll be back next week, unless they're cancelled. I meant to say that about my my massage. It's like, what do you want? And instead of saying, like, you know, shoulder, neck and back, I said, yeah, I'll just have a back, back sack and crack. crack. <laughs>